Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I feel like there's significance in the fact that we aren't having service next week, other than it just being a fun time to celebrate Independence Day. But I believe what is taking place, I've been feeling this for a little while, but this day is going to be a marked day in this house. And it's going to be a day that I believe is entering this people into some of the greatest days of rest and independence and freedom that this place has ever seen. I was just, I was clapping, but y'all can clap, that's good. I believe that 2020 was probably one of the biggest uh, qualifying years, and I don't even like the whole qualifying thing. I'm kind of, you know, I, I feel like we've gotten so caught up on all these qualifiers that get us to be able to enter, to be able to speak to Yahweh how we need to speak to him, and really there's not, there's no formula for my kids to come talk to dad. There's really no like protocol. There's no, none of that. It's come jump up on my lap and let's talk. And I feel like that's really where Abba's at. But I do feel like, remember, we can't escape the love of Yahweh. But I do believe that some things in the kingdom are transactional. Blessing, favor, authority, calls. And I believe that 2020 was, a, was as one of those things that was put out there as to the church at large to see, to see what, what is in our heart. What's in that root system? Remember, if you ever want to know what is in your heart, what's in that root system, just let the storm come. Just let it hit one good time and see what's still standing and see how you responded. And that is the telltale. It's all, it's all you know, talk until you're actually tested by that word, until those trials actually do come. And I believe that the church at large during the 2020 pandemic and uh, everything going on there really, really just failed it. <laughs> because Yeshua, he talked about two leavens in the Bible. There's two leavens talked about. He talked about the leaven. Remember when he told his disciples, remember, I don't think we've talked about this before in this house, but let me just bring it up to you. He says to his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisee and of Herod. That's a joke. I literally say that every week. Beware of the political and the religious system. And he calls it a leaven, meaning that just a little bit of leaven gets in there and starts to expand. And starts to grow. And you start to not understand why you're operating off this political and religious system when that was never something in your heart. But you just allowed a little bit of leaven to get in there. But here's the other side of that truth. Is that he also compares the kingdom to leaven. And if you ever let the kingdom get in there. And the kingdom start to expand in your heart. That thing starts to grow and starts to permeate this earth and starts to permeate everything around you. But a man can ser- cannot serve two masters. And that's where we've been. It's, it's do, I, do, I, do I subscribe to this leaven or, or am I subscribing to this leaven? 
I can't be right here. I can't have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and expect to represent Yeshua. Right? But I believe that this house is one of the places, one of the beacons, one of the the places on a map but we cannot serve two masters. It's either, it's either going to be, it's either going to be the leaven of the Pharisee and of Herod, or it's going to be the leaven of the kingdom. And I believe that the church at large subscribed to this leaven right here because it was right in their face. It was so easy. It was the thing that they could see, and it was easy to pull out that sword and to start fighting. It seems right, but there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. But I truly, truly believe, we're not the only ones, but I believe that this house, really we had a qualifier that predated the pandemic called a hurricane that showed us where our roots were, that showed us what we were really joined to, that showed us who we really were. And then we stepped into this pandemic and we, and we, and we pretend it's just a pandemic, but it was also a storm. And as a house, I believe that we absolutely qualified ourselves to step into and to receive this next glory. There's a new wine being poured out onto the church. I believe that Yeshua is doing a completely, completely new thing. It's the original, but it's completely new to what the church looks like today. The, and we always use when there's a new thing, we use that, that, the, the scripture and the analogy of the, the new wine being poured into old wineskin. The, the truth is, is that he will not pour new wine into an old wineskin. Why? Because the old wineskin is too old and brittle and dry. It can't handle, this is what, here's the issue. It cannot handle the expansion. It looks good. It seems like it'll be all right. But when that wine is poured, poured into it, it starts to leak. And it can never hold the revival that this place, that this earth was meant to receive and inherit. So when that wine starts to get poured in, it leaks, it leaks and ultimately bursts and cannot handle the new wine. And I'm telling you today that Yahweh is coming to fill a new wineskin with some new wine. It is the church He's not done away. He's not said, you know what? You know, the church is my bride and all that kind of stuff, but it just didn't work out. Religion got a hold of it and we just, you know, get, get rid of it. We'll just do something completely new. No, he's taking the wine and he's going to pour it into a wineskin. I believe this house is one of the houses that is shifting into a new wineskin. And why do I believe that? It's because he started 2021 with this word. This will be a year of reformation. He's going to deal with the vessel before he starts to pour the wine. There's a lot of places that just, Yahweh, send your revival. Send your new wine. Give me some new wine. Give me just a new, fresh expression of your kingdom. But they don't have the structure They don't have the things to carry that wine. And so in his goodness and in his beautiful mercy, he says, not yet. And I believe that this year, 2021, has been that year for us that he says, you are, this is it. 
This is going to be a house that I'm going to pour out my new wine, but I need to reform some things. I need to shift some thinking. I need to change some aims. And when I do, get ready. We have qualified ourselves for that. We have stepped into the opportunity of saying yes to that, and that's where we are. What is Reformation? Remember, Reformation, there was the Protestant Reformation, but there was an impetus called the, the, the 95 Theses being nailed to the, to the wall, right? That was the start of the Protestant Reformation. It was someone's, Martin Luther in 1517, nailing those 95 Theses, and those people looking at it and saying, you know what, we have fallen prey to a system. That's not what's in the Bible. And their mind starts to shift and starts to get aimed right back at the right thing, which is Yeshua. And I feel like that's what's happened here, is he's taken this people and he said, 2021, I'm going to start to shift some thinking. I'm going to start to make these next three years specifically about the presence of Yahweh from our prophetic uh, a prophetic oracle in the house, Benjamin, speaking that, that these next three years will be years of presence. Doesn't mean there hasn't been presence before, but there is a highlighting, there is a honing in on the presence, which what is the presence? It's the face of Yahweh. So what are we doing? We're turning our attention, our focus, our hearts to the one thing, setting our gaze to the one thing. And that call does not change because of a storm right? Elijah and Elisha. I want a double portion of what you've got. Okay, well, it's going to take an uncommon focus. I know you've been following closely to me, but I'm telling you, there's another level. And so when he says, one thing have I desired, and all these things, politics, Trump, Biden, pandemic, all of this crud, (laughs) swirling around us, Does the call go to one thing and this thing? One thing and then, bam, got him. All right, one thing again. Or is that like taking a little bit of leaven? A little bit of truth of this world, a little bit of truth of heaven. A little bit of truth of this world and a little bit of truth of heaven. Those things will not mix. And it causes us to be unstable in every little thing that we do. But I'm telling you, we have, as a people, I can tell you as a leader, I can, with my arms just out pure, say that I have made this about the one thing. We'll continue to make this about the one thing. And it's getting us ready and making us right for the picking for this new wine to be poured in this place. And we are shifting and we are changing. And 2021 is going to be one of those times where you can look back and say, that reformation happened in my heart. I know, I know, I know something shifted where I was so stuck on one thing. I was so stuck on this, this kind of mentality, but I allowed myself to be pliable. And what happens when I'm able to be pliable? I'm a new wineskin that can handle the expansion of new wine. I'll say, if you haven't made that shift, I believe that that's, that it's, that's why it's great to be a part of a tribe. If you're feeling like, you know what, I'm still stuck in the same junk. I really come here and don't feel any kind of fire to move forward. I don't feel any kind of desire to do anything other than go about my week and then come in on a Sunday morning, give my tithe, and, and just go about it. That, you know what, there's, there's something wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with that being a start. 
to say, at least I'm going to be faithful. At least I'm going to come and get around people that are on fire, hoping that maybe their fire catches me on fire. But I believe he gave us something just recently. And I'm going to read it out of Joshua. I didn't give you guys this. It's all good. Don't worry about this. You've heard it a million times. Oh, my gosh. Joshua 1, verse 3. This is out of New King James Version. It says this, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. This is the transition between Moses to Joshua. We know this pretty well. Verse 4 says, From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He says this, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now let's think about Joshua, which I say this all the time, but Joshua obviously was dealing with a little bit of fear. Why do I know that? Because Yahweh chose to say multiple times to him, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. No, be strong and very courageous. As I was with Moses, also I will be just like that with you. What's he doing? He's causing Joshua's mind to start to rehearse and to feed on the faithfulness of Yahweh. Okay, so parting the sea, leading him out of Egypt, all these miraculous things, talking to him on the mountain, having the closest relationship with him, being the oracle, as I was with Moses, so Joshua, I will be with you. He causes him to first rehearse. Let's go a little bit further. It says, 6 says, be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as the inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. What's that sound like? Read the word of that day. Read the word of today. Read the scripture. So we have rehearsed the word. Then he's telling them to read the word. Why? So that you'll not be turned to the left or to the right, but you'll be stable in all your ways and everywhere that you step will prosper. That's what he's given this revelation to us, right? Sometimes he gives us these words and you're like, you know, that, what, what's the point? I don't see the purpose in this word. Why am I speaking about the word? Why does it matter for me to speak about rehearsing the word, read the word, and hear a a present word? What's the purpose in that? And then he takes you to moments in scripture and he says, because as I was with Joshua, so am I with you. And as I was in this Bible, understand I'm not a God that changes. You might see me from different angles, in different aspects, but I am the same today and forever. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall, you, shall meditate in it. you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Now, he's setting him up for what? A moment 
chapter 3, verse 5, which is what we quote out of Joshua. Sanctify yourselves. This is what Yahweh tells Joshua to tell the people. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. What does sanctify mean? Sanctify yourselves. Be holy. Now, when I was, when I was uh, in, in, at Carolina Revival last week, this scripture got brought up, which I thought was super powerful. In Dutch sheets, a lot of you know who that is. It's actually kind of a spiritual father in Apostle Damon's life. Really cool guy. Um, but he, he got up and he was talking a little bit about this because Damon had taken his shoes off because he was saying this is holy ground. And he's like, I'm not doing this because this is what we always, this is what people do. Oh, it's holy ground, take your shoes off. I just feel there's such significance in the holiness of this moment. And Dutch Sheets got up and started to talk about that that word holy, when he's talking about this in this scripture, he's not saying keep yourself from sin. He's not saying just do everything that is righteous in order for me to do wonders among you. What he's saying is set yourself apart unto me. There's a difference. It's not a focus on the negative. It's a focus on just wrap yourself in me and be exclusive unto me. He talked about spoons in the temple being holy. Well, spoons in the temple could not sin. So it's not about righteousness. It's just that they were set apart for the Lord. And so for us being set apart for the Lord. And what's the significance about being set apart from the Lord is that we, for the Lord is that we can hear an unbiased, an unopinionated, a non-mingled word can come into our hearts and he can do wonders among us. But if we're coming into this next phase of rehearse the word, read the word, stepping into a place of hearing a present word and thinking that we can have all of our opinions and we can have all of the world's opinions and all of the circumstances of this day in our heart and actually be able to hear a word from Yahweh. I believe that's so far from the truth that he's brought us into a place of I need you to set yourself apart, be holy unto me because I'm about to do something wondrous in this people. I want to pour a new wine into this new wineskin, but I need exclusivity. I don't need you to do everything perfect. I don't need you to check all the boxes. I don't need you to make sure that you just are as, 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 white as snow let me take care of that I just want you to come and sit and let me talk directly to you it's like Mary when she was being told that she was going to receive this amazing word and she goes through the process of but I'm not worthy there's no way how could this be what will this look like I'm scared I'm confused to finally coming to the place of saying be it unto me according to your word that's it. Be it unto us according to your word. Open your Bibles with me to Psalms chapter 32. Eight verse, or verse 8 and 9 is what we're going to read out of. It says this, it says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way 
and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. You feel that? That's what I feel today. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you. As I was with Moses, so I'll also be with you. As I was with Joshua, I will also be with you. As I was with Nolan Ball, I will also be with you. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. Hear this for you and your family today. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. There's other translations that say, I will guide you with my loving eyes. What is that? Consecration. I set the Lord always before me. The face, the presence of God. I'm seeing things through his perspective and not the way that the world sees this thing. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. Just come with me. Come with me over to Proverbs 3, verse 5. You might have heard this one before. It's timely, though. Trust in the Lord completely. I think that if you could just put that in your mirror, in your car, in anything that's just going to remind you. Some of you younger people, you could get a good tattoo. Trust in the Lord completely. Completely. That doesn't mean partially. That doesn't mean a little bit of leaven here and a little bit of leaven there. It means completely. Do you remember the revelation of the cisterns? You remember when Yahweh says to, to his people, he says, my people have, for, have, have sinned against me in two ways. In one way, they've forsaken me as the source of living water. In the other way, they've dug their own cisterns and they're broken. He's saying, I am the source. I am the source, but if you're so hell-bent on digging your own source just in case, right? That's what the cisterns were. They were to hold water, stagnant water, but they were water just in case something goes awry and they need to be able to draw from that well. And he's saying they've forsaken me as the resource, the source of life, of living water, and they've started to dig their own wells. It's like when Yeshua stands up on the last day of the, of the, of the great supper and he says, at the great festival, and he says, if anybody be thirsty, come to me. Drink from me and out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Do you remember what happens right after? Is there's this people that go, he must be the Messiah. But quickly, the political and religious system come in and go, but yeah, he was supposed to come out of Bethlehem, not Galilee. Oh wait, and, and then the, it says this about the Messiah. So it couldn't be him. In the world, mixed with this amazing truth that they're seeing in front of them, 
completely washes away the opportunity to receive the new fresh wine that he's showing right in front of their faces. Stop trying to go back to everything you think you know and start to just drink from what you're seeing right in front of your eyes. Right? Like, stop trying to judge, is this right or is it wrong? Just let your spirit leap. You know what? Like, is, is the words that I'm saying true to you? It doesn't really matter. Is the presence that I'm bring, bringing right now true to you? When I get up and I speak, do you feel like it's truth? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Ask yourself that because that is the mark of an oracle in your life. Oracles are not here to come into agreement with you. Right? We need to stop subjecting ourselves to words from other people and other places that just agree with our biases and just agree with our political stance and just agree with how we feel today and make us feel more like we're right. What we need is to subject our hearts to say, Yahweh, I open myself up to you. Cut out whatever needs to be cut out. Uproot whatever needs to be uprooted. Let me sit there and have to be a little bit burnt for a second and say, man, you know what? I was wrong. I did believe that. And that was something that got me to today. Absolutely. I'm not questioning that. That got me to today. But what is he speaking today? If those people could have just gone off their initial reaction, he's the Messiah. Yes, done. But we're so pulled left and right and left and right and left and right. So he says this, trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own opinions. We all got them, but don't rely on them. We're in this world. We are. Like, I'm not... (laughs) Do I have my opinions on matters? Yes, I do. Do I have the ways that I feel like my morals and my opinions lean? Yes, I do. But that is not the end-all, be-all in my life. And I'm going to tell you, if, if, if what I believe is supposed to happen, does not happen, I'm still okay because I've subjected my heart to whatever, however, whenever. Holy Spirit, you've got it. Yeshua is still seated on the throne at the right hand of the Father. There is no question in my heart that his will surely will come to pass and I just want to jump in and be a vessel, pure and clear. So if things don't go my way, I don't need to pull out my sword and fight every demon that comes my way. I don't need to show everybody why they're wrong. I just need to be a living light of his glory. I, I mean, for real, like either we, it's one of those things, it's yes or no, black and white. <laughs> we like to complicate it, but he wants your heart and not part of it, the whole thing. And that's what he's coming after. With all your heart, perfect timing, with all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. 
What's that mean? Consecrate yourselves, for I want to do something wondrous among you. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. This is a absolute, like, we know this in this house lesson, and I'm so thankful for the faithfulness of this people. But we have got to be able to hear Yahweh and offer our finances to him. Is he saying, you sh- first off, you should be giving into this house. I made this statement because I feel like I need to be able to see each and every one of you completely untethered to any financial thing. I want to be able to minister to you whether you're giving into this house or not. But I will tell you, because we are raised in the house and we know this truth, it is on us. If you are not giving into this house, but you're sitting in this seat, you are taking. You are stealing. You are robbing. And if you are listening to podcasts of people and retweeting and saying all these things and you are subjecting your heart to someone else and you're not giving into that you are taking we have got to honor him with our finances and I don't just mean giving into a house which that is that's the foundational basis if you're not at least giving your 10 percent and then hearing what he else he wants you to give into the house, then you're not even clear. You're not even back to ground zero. Once you get to ground zero, we need to always be hearing. I'm talking about if you're in Walmart, if you're outside at a restaurant, if you're walking and you see someone, if you're being led by the impulses of Holy Spirit and he says to give, give. Don't try to, is that right or is it wrong? I don't want to give of my bread. But what if he says give of your bread? Give of it. He is the bread. <laughs> and I just feel this thing of we have got to honor, continue to, don't let that be, like I always say, a well-worn rut in the road. We honor him with our finances. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best. With every increase that comes to you, you should before you, you should quill the flesh in order to give from the Spirit. Don't, don't do things for yourself until you get, you get an increase, you get a check, you get something that came out of nowhere. Yahweh, where does this go? First, I honor you and I give you the glory. What, where does this need to go? Not just like, woo, got it. That basic, right? But set apart think these things through. I think that it's just, it's just another thing to just re- reignite some things in our heart, in my own heart, in Eva's heart, that with our finances, we want to glorify him in everything that we do. With every increase that comes to you, then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. That is a mouthful and the most glorious mouthful ever. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. But the word here that's the most important is then. This is where I say it's transactional. You give me your trust completely and then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I, uh,
I recently had to go through something that I did not want to go through. And still today, I feel like I'm in the wilderness of that call. When Yahweh gives identification of a nature for you, what happens is there's the beloved identity immediately steps, you step into a wilderness, right? He, he, he's led by the Spirit into a wilderness. That's where I feel like I am in this whole Joseph nature thing. I don't feel, it feels weird when people call me Joseph. Very, very weird. Very weird. My wife is absolutely adamant about calling me Joseph, even though I've tried to say, well, you, you can, you call me Mark. You can call me Mark. Nope, she's calling me Joseph. And what's happened is it's caused me to get out of the, get off the shore in this thing. But now I'm floating out there in no man's land where it feels weird when people call me Mark too. So I'm not Joseph and I'm not Mark. I'm just wandering around out here in the wilderness. But it's a process he takes you through to ultimately get you to the place that says the spirit of the Lord is wrapped around me and he has called me. And there's an authority that comes with that new nature. And so how this came about is I was lying on that couch over there one year exactly from the time that Damon came here and started to speak to us about all kinds of incredible things but had the whole deal about Joseph and the, the, y'all remember you were there, the Joseph Benjamin deal. He didn't even know that my actual first name is Joseph and it was just wild. But I remember right after that, I was like, oh, that's a, we'll go off of just that that was a moment, and I receive it, but I'm not going to be called. People will be like, so do we call you Joseph now? I'm like, no. What? That, let's put that on the shelf. And honestly, I don't think it's a bad thing. When you hear a word, take it and put it away. And when that thing comes back, you know it's ready. And so I, I took that, and I put it away. I mean, I'm talking far back in a safe, locked, deep down in the ocean. And I'm lying on a couch in the ark over there and I just am having an encounter with Yahweh. First off, if you're not setting yourself aside time to have an encounter, (laughs) yeah, you should. Because he's so good and so faithful. And it might not happen the same way every single time, but man, provide yourself opportunity to set yourself apart and hear what he's gonna say to you. And then get ready to have your world rocked. Because a lot of times when you're hearing a word completely unbiased, unopinionated, taking all that stuff out, and you just genuinely go before him and say, Yahweh, what do you have for me? What do you want to say to me? What's, what's in your heart today? And he tells you it's coming from heaven. <laughs> it's, it's not like anything you've ever heard before. should be a wild flavor. And so I received this word. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting uh, on the couch and and I just am having an encounter with Yahweh and just tears are hitting me and it doesn't always happen the same way but this particular moment tears are hitting me and I'm just man I'm so moved and it's just a a tangible presence in the room and he starts to speak to me about the re-identification of this house of how this will look and what this is going to be like and all the things he's starting to do with this house and I'm and, and I'm 
I'm like, okay, Yahweh, I'm open to that. Whatever you want to do. And he said, but in order for that to ever take place, first you're going to have to pick up the re-identification I gave you. And I was like, jeez. Let's talk about something else. But I immediately knew in my heart that this was what's going to take place. I was going to have to step into a place of re-identification. From that place will flow a re-identification for this house. So I called Damon and I was super excited because I was like, I'm ready to go. I've accepted this. I'm gonna, we're we're going to go step into re-identification here and we're going to step in re-identification here and we're going to do it all together. And Apostle Damon picked up on the nuance and he said, hang on a second. He said, first, you're going to have to go through it. <laughs> but I like to just put it all in that one big pot and then just kind of serve it up and just take the focus off of me and not just go up here and talk about that I'm going to be Joseph and take on that nature and he said but that is the order that Yahweh gave you and as I'm talking to him on the phone I I can't hear him anymore I was like "Uh, apostle you there he's like hey sorry I was just changing your name in my phone (laughs) because he said that's right he said, it's right that you step into re-identification. It's right that you, that house steps in re-identification, but it's going to be on his timing. And so I've carried this thing, stepping into a new nature and not just trying, I don't want this to be an opinion. I don't, not, I don't want this to be my own thing. Uh... Zach, could you grab a couple of chairs? I want, I want Eva and Benjamin to be up here with me. What a good shirt to wear today. Arise and shine. Yeah. You sit right here, so if you say anything out of turn, it. Isaiah 62 says this, For Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? I will keep interceding until her righteousness breaks forth like the blazing light of dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. Nations will see your victory vindication and every king will witness your blinding radiance. You will be called by a brand new name given to you from the mouth of Yahweh himself. You will be a beautiful crown held high in the hand of Yahweh, a royal crown of splendor held in the open palm of your God. Now in the footnotes here in the Passion Translation of Isaiah 62, the revelation which we've said he actually talks about, he says a new name signifies a new nature, a new character, and a new authority. Every time I go up here, I just keep going back to the Bible. It's not for qualifying purposes, I promise. I I don't believe that his word needs a qualifier. But I want you to be on the same page as me because you're my family. I want you to, to, to understand, to know where I'm at. Remember when we talked about the, the name and the nature revelation? It was out of Matthew 16, verse 13. And this is when Yeshua comes to Peter and he says, when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. 
What are the people saying about me, the Son of Man? Who do they believe I am? They answered, Some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah, the reincarnated, or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? Now they gave him names of all the people they think he is. Simon Peter spoke up and he said, You are the anointed one the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. So he, he's giving him a new name and a new authority. This house has been the rock. And I believe in that name about the way I believe in the name Mark. It's just about the same thing to me because I was raised here and I can't think of any other name other than the rock. This place is the rock. But we're called to be builders. There were pioneers that came before us and laid down their lives, one being Miss Shirley Ball back there and Nolan Ball. They were pioneers and she thankfully is in this place of the builders because I couldn't, Eva and I could not be building without the blessing of Miss Shirley really. Maybe not from the spiritual setting, but from a natural setting. I, I need her word. I need the blessing of, of, of where we are and what we're going into. The pioneers made way for the builders. That's where we are. And I believe that Yeshua spoke to me over there in that place, and he said, upon this rock is the foundation, and now I am building my church. As the builders I believe the name of this house is not going to be a name at all. It's actually the nature of this place. You trust me? Good. This is our new name. It's in our nature. I believe that when we do this, when we establish ourselves as tribe, we're putting out a frequency to the nomadic spirit that I believe exists within this nature. And I promise you, you're about to see some things break forth in this house by just receiving a new nature, receiving a new wineskin for this new wine to be poured into. And it might not be your flavor. It might not seem what you, it might not feel good. But I promise you, this has come out of Holy Spirit. And I've submitted this to Apostle Damon. Not necessarily because I have to, because he doesn't make me do those things. But because I want to. I want to check. I want to make sure that this isn't just a me thing, but it's a him 
and it's a me and it's an us thing. And Eva and I got the beautiful opportunity to sit with Miss Shirley Ball. And you know what? She, didn't, she doesn't even know that that's the name because she didn't even let me get to that point without saying I will never be the one to quill the flow of Holy Spirit. I'll never stand in, in your way. I'll never, you're the one that's hearing for this house and I trust you completely. Thank you. So this is our nature, tribe. The tribe is bands or families. You at your own house with your own children and your own culture and your own group and your own flavors of everything seated in a place of worship and a consecration to Yahweh that comes into this place and we together are the tribe. The band's becoming a tribe, kind of like a bunch of streams flowing by themselves that are powerful but not as powerful as when they come together as the river. So the TR here is upon the rock he's building. This is our logo. Might not seem like whatever, but I'm a marketing guy, so I like these kinds of things. But this is why when you see this as our logo and you say, oh, I I didn't think we were the rock. We're not. That might be our standalone logo, but we're the tribe. But it's the whole nod to the idea that upon this rock, we're building this church. We're building this nature. Good? Thank God that's over with. Um, I, I told these guys I just want them to say something quickly we, we should have gotten a, like a tap on the shoulder means wrap it up but because um, I know they're fired up about this stuff too and, and uh, you know I don't, I don't really care what exactly they want to say just whatever's in your heart um, but I just want you guys to know like Benjamin is, is vital to me in this house vital his prophetic word, but, but more than even the prophetic word, which I think is great, but it's, it's me sitting in the office with him and saying, this is what I'm feeling. And him saying, I'm right there with you, 100%. I feel this is the timing. I know this is right. I'm with you. We're walking this thing out. And you know when he did that? Before we even stepped into this place. And he just knew that was the word in my heart. He's walked with me through every little thing. And so many of you have too as well. But I'm saying so closely. And then obviously, very obviously, there's no way I could do any of this without her. And she's the one that will check me and say, have you thought about this though? Because she is, she's worried about you guys. But she's one that came to me whenever I first said this and said, let's go talk to Miss Shirley. And and she's one that keeps me grounded, so to speak, because I'm such a like, let's go, shoot from the hip and let's, let's move forward. And she helps me so much and she is... She's vital to this place and this role. So I just, all of us are vital here, but I just want them as in a leadership setting to just speak whatever's in their heart about this. No pressure. Oh man. You want me to flip a coin, guys? Um, He asked me to speak and I I was really hesitant because I I knew he was going to pretty much say it all. He's really good at preparing these kind of things, but... Um, 
The only thing that I could think of to say was that when I first was searching hungry for Yahweh and I was in, not really even in the Catholic church, but raised Catholic, I didn't, I didn't know Yahweh for myself and I was so hungry to find him. And one thing that I, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong or this is what they teach or not, but this is what I was told and what I believed at the time was that if you step away from the Catholic church, that's the original, you're in trouble. You know, there's no, there's no forgiveness for you because you choose, you chose to walk away from the original, what Yahweh made. And so that scripture upon this rock, I will build my church. I took that literally for the Catholic church that it's the rock and that if I'm leaving it to go to somewhere else that you know, everybody else might be fine that's in that church because they didn't actively leave. So whenever I first came to this house and I encountered Yahweh for the first time in a real way, I was very terrified to leave what I was raised in because I didn't want to go to hell and I didn't want to, you know, all the things that come with that. So I would come And I had all these questions because I was not about to commit to this without knowing that I was in a safe place. And so I would come with these questions that I was like, Yahweh, please, if you can even hear me, I don't even think I can speak to you without somebody, you know, an intercessor, like a priest or something. But I was just like, if there's any chance of knowing you, you know, these questions have to be addressed. And Apostle Ball literally like word for word spoke those to address those questions And so week after week I'd come and it was a way of Yahweh showing me that you're in a safe place, that you, that I can speak to you. I know what you're having in your mind and I can address that right now. You can't hear me for yourself, but I will bring people that will show you that I can speak in this day. And it's not just what was for those people that it's for this day and other people can hear me and you can hear me. And so then the kicker was, but that was the rock, like the Catholic church is the rock. And, and I didn't quite put the two together, like about this name. And all of a sudden I heard that it was tied to that verse, you know, that the way, and I, we got to hear about how apostle named this church with Miss Shirley. But when I realized that it was upon that spirit, upon that, what Yahweh was doing and, and that he can speak to you and build on that and and actively be with you, it just kind of broke everything open for me. All of a sudden, I realized that that, that, and I don't want to say bad because I know a lot of good people in the Catholic Church. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying my personal journey. But it all of a sudden broke it open for me that I don't have to be bound to that, that I can go wherever he is and wherever his presence is. And I can, I can feel safe knowing that I'm not being to- totally shunned and, and cast away by leaving what I had always known and, and to move forward where he is. And so um, it wasn't, it, it's not lightly that we changed this name because it has personal meaning to me, but also the historical meaning throughout. And then I can also attest to, um, oh, one thing you didn't say was how the tribe came about. Like the, um, way back before even Damon came. Yeah. So way back before even Damon came, there were people coming in, uh, you know, talking to Benjamin and to him talking about like, man, I'm just looking for my tribe. I'm just looking for my tribe. And just a very nomadic kind of spirit of like, not really willing to like settle down somewhere, but knowing that that's in their heart. 
And so it was out of that, like hearing that repeatedly over and over, that we were actually thinking about, at, at, you know, having these meetings, like maybe we can do like a worship service, you know, somewhere, you know, I think at that point we were thinking under the pole barn, yeah, under the pole barn, and, and it can just be from all different kinds of churches and different walks of life, and we just worship, and we just call it like the tribe, or, you know, and it just kept coming up, and so that was already in our hearts, so when Damon was speaking right there. When he was speaking, he was saying all these things about Joseph that he had been hearing about Joseph and all this kind of stuff. But then he also started addressing tribe. You know, you are the tribe of Joseph. I'm identifying you and all this stuff. We were like, oh my gosh, like literally nobody knows this except us three, you know, pretty much that we're thinking about this for the tribe and stuff. And then, and then to see that manifest as this was the name. It was just such a beautiful way that he led us. We even in my office after Damon had spoken the whole thing about Joseph and about tribe, like we went into my, I was sitting in my office because I, I walked by people <laughs> so bad, but I was so blown away by what I just heard and what, what was being said because most of you remember the first time I ever started to receive from Damon and know he was going to be joined to me. I had all this stuff written down. I was not even planning to ever speak it, but it was just stuff Yahweh was speaking to me. And it was like Damon, just like you said with the apostle, it was like every little thing, this like permission to hear what I'm hearing. And so in that moment, I have, I'm, I had just been writing about the story of Joseph. And then obviously the thing she's talking about with tribe and I sat in my office and Tammy and Damon came in there afterwards. But what I was saying was so bad. I walked by people that were just like, Hey, I'm, and I literally just, just beeline straight to my office because I was so just, and they came in, they're like, you doing okay? I was like, no, <laughs> this is wild. And I just put, put my uh, notebook over there and we all just basically started crying and just so moved by what Yahweh was speaking. It was just such a sure thing. Yeah, he, he, he's given us confirmations with this thing throughout and he guides us so gently and so peacefully. And it's, it's really beautiful because as hard as this journey has been for all of us, it's that, that ever, you know, ever sure presence that he's right there with you and he doesn't give you more than you can bear. And, um, so, you know, it's not a light thing that we, that we do this. It's a very weighty, heavy thing. We've been walking around knowing this is coming for a while, but when we finally got that, um, push that this is time, you know, we can feel it, but it's a safe place. And like Miss Shirley said about, I never want to hinder the flow of the spirit. You know, that's our heart. We don't, we don't, it's not easy for us to do a lot of these things, even though to most people, it probably seems like we're like, yeah, let's go, you know, cause it just, we're excited. There is an excitement about it, but that doesn't come until after we've totally laid down everything that we feel about it. Then he fills us with this excitement for what's happening. But right before then it's kind of scary, it's heavy and, and all of that. But I know that what he's shown us these last three years is that he is with us. He speaks through this Oracle for this house. He gives them words that are so timely and so Actually, some, a lot of times they're way before timely, and then we see them later. But he wants to do a thing among this people, and this is one of those steps that, that he's taking to re-identify us by the nature that we're meant to operate in and give us that authority. So I hope that you guys are on board with that. Here you go, Benjamin. Good stuff. Hallelujah. I can't help but sitting, just sitting here looking at that, the key, you know, the top of the the half court right here and think about when uh, a few years ago when um, before any of this happened 
when Joseph Mark at the time had an office up there in that corner over there, and he would come, we would have a prayer service here in the morning from like nine to 10. We had like two or three, four or five people come. Um, but it was routine. It was weekly. My mom, I think hosted it and we had, we'd have a handful of people in here praying. And one of those days was, was Joseph. And he was, I remember him over there in the corner in the stairs and, um, hallelujah. Just let it happen this morning. Don't try to get out of this rest. Don't try to figure it out with your head. Just take it in. Can you do that? Hallelujah. Just. Just let it happen. Amen? Sort of like this encounter that Joseph had. He's in the corner, and I'm walking out of the bathroom, and he's literally walking this way, and we meet in this center right here, and he's just had an uh, encounter with his grandfather, Al Cobb, who's on the other side. So if that's a little too mystical for you, you might want to leave now. Because we're a foundational house, but now we're a building house, and now it's on you. So we're no longer going to a room to hear a man. We've stayed in the room long enough to become the man yeah, come on. who's full of hunger and who's full of the spirit because the more I eat, the more hungry I get. And if I can just learn how to stay in stillness and just be and not have to do anything, I can get it. And that's what this house is rooted in. And I can't help but just think of the, just looking at that right there. I remember him coming up and his face was literally... It was like a sunshine. It literally was glowing with encounter. This was and prior to the call. This prior, was this yeah. prior to any of this. So the things that the Lord was doing to set this up, all those setbacks that we thought were setbacks with grand, my granddaddy was on his last leg, and it was a hard road. Let's be honest. I was in it. I can tell you. It was hard. But it was meaningful if you could just sit in the car with them and just sit in the room with them and just take it in. Let it get on you. Let all the things that Elijah and Elisha had, let it get on you. Just be here when he goes. You may not understand it with your head. You're probably not going to. But let your heart leap out of your chest and grab it. And that's what happened in me in these, through the years before this even happened was I was just faithful to be a bridge for the old and the new generation to see this house be renamed, to see it be re-identified. And it could not be re-identified until the certain place was set in place. And I believe 2020, really Hurricane Michael was a new beginning. October 10th, 2018 was a new beginning for this house. Before that was good, but it wasn't as good as then. And it's hard to think of that as a gift. But if you, if you saw Hurricane Michael as a gift and not a burden, you would see 2020 as a present and not some curse. It's how you respond in it. And it's usually through the stillness that he sees what you'll do with it. And in that time of hurricane, when we couldn't meet, we didn't know where we were going to meet. In the time of 2020, when we couldn't meet, he was leaning in and he was entrusting us with this new word. And I just want to say to Joseph, just to back him up and and just, first of all, this is just obvious. This shouldn't be some big surprise. If you've been tracking with this house at any time in any way and not listening to a bunch of other people talk, which... I have done that in the past because I'm a spiritual sponge for church people. I just like everything Jesus. You know, everything just speaks to me. I get that from my mama who's just literally like, that's just what she is. She's just, she's just church. 
you know, everything, like internet. But she's had to shut some voices off. If Donna K. Nicholson can shut some voices off, so can you. If Benjamin can shut some voices off, so can you. And I'm not saying you have to just listen. I, I believe he said, open up yourself to Damon and some other, but this ought to be the central word. This ought to be the number one word. First of all, it ought to be you and him and then this and, and you and this house and him. So your secret place and your corporate gathering ought to marry one another eventually. If they haven't, something's wrong. That's a good word. Okay. Um, so we've gone from a certain place to a certain identification of a new name of a man to a certain identification of a new remnant, a new name. It's one, two, three, man. It's the way the Lord works. First dimensional, first dimension, second dimension, third dimension. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. This is how the Lord works. Don't you see the 30, 60, 100? We're on the backside of 60 embracing a thing called tabernacles, which is actually you now becoming the room and not a room room, but a you room. You the room. Say, I'm the room where his presence breaks out. Say that with me. I'm the room where his presence breaks out. And this house is being marked and stamped and identified and baptized and seared in this thing called presence. And a lot of us don't know how to do it. I've had men come up to me recently who've had lunch with and go, can you, can you tell me how you do what you do? I need you to get a, I'm got, he, they got a pen and a paper out literally like, and I'm like, good start. Are you hungry enough to come to Cracker Barrel with me and just ask some questions? How do you do, how do you, how are you fired up like you are? How do you seem different than other people? How do you stand out from the crowd? Like, no, I need like one, two, three steps. Like, I need steps. Okay, I got you some steps. Some of these men, Jonathan's got some steps. Joseph's got some steps. We just need to get hungry to ask some questions. And if we're not asking the question, then we just ain't hungry. No condemnation. Just take that into the secret place and offer that as an offering and see what the Lord does with it. So new name, certain place, 2018, a new beginning, a washing of the foundation. A last minute checkup on the four corners of the foundation. (sighs) Ruach over the foundation. 2018. Granddaddy passed in June of 2018, October, new beginning, October. It was a new beginning, which I just have to say this, just a personal little thing. That happens to me, my, happens to be my fiance's birthday, which is another prophetic new beginning. Anyway, October 10th was a new beginning for this house. And if you have eyes to see, this is not some out of the blue thing. This is a, this has been followed. This has been, we have been developing this over time. He has not just had this word and just released it willy nilly. He has been faithful to steward and to brood over that word until, and you need to know that from a man who's in here and knows what's going on. I've seen it from the first day I saw him here, have an encounter with his grandfather. And from that day on, the Lord has progressively joined our hearts together in brotherhood and joined this house closer together in brotherhood and sisterhood because of how we've seen these things happen over the last few years. And I believe it's a marking, man. It's an obvious thing for me. If it's not for you, it's okay. Just sit with it a little while and see what the Lord does with it. Amen? Amen. I always always like to think of of Benjamin as like kind of like my, oh, goodness, yeah, come on up. Uh, As my, as like the pastor until he tells people, if you don't get it, get out. I'm like, oh, So if I need to hug you after service, I'm willing to do it.
Um, I just so excited this morning in my spirit. And I just wanted to say a word that my husband has always, he always said that when his purpose was finished, he wanted to leave. That's when he wanted to go. When his purpose was gone, he wanted to go. And that's what happened. And he finished his job. He finished. And he went on. And um, I wanted to, I came to me a um, remembrance of a prophetic word that came not too long ago um, before he died that he, he was made to bring to us the gates and open the gates for us. But the young, the younger ones need to go right on in. Well, let me just the younger ones. We go on too because I plan to hobble in one way or the other. <laughs> but it was to open the gates and his job was finished there. And so he was happy to go on. I'm sure he is right now. And I've wondered why. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say that that was a prophetic word. And I really believe that he opened the gates for us. And then it's your job, the younger ones. We, we older ones have to just um, learn to go, go on with it. And um, if you want to live, just go on. So... <laughs> So anyway, I just wanted to say that the fact that you ever are such an encouragement to your husband is so wonderful because I was very, um, I didn't like change and he was all for it, <laughs> but I trusted him even though I was scared to death a lot of times, um, I trusted him. And we came through on the other side. But that is such a big help to the ministry, the fact that you can be the encourager. And so I bless both of you because I believe that we need to go on. And no matter what, and I'm for it. And like I said, I might even hobble in there, but I'm going to be there. So. So, we are, we, this is who we are. We, I, I believe that I needed to put the word out into the atmosphere, and then we're going to walk the process, and I will keep you in the loop on that. For right now, keep writing it to the Rock of Bay County, the Rock of Panama City. I think both of those are fine, or the Rock, and that'll be good. And as that shifts and everything starts to change, you will be notified, and we'll get it. But thank you for that. <laughs> yep, she's got it. <laughs> oh, she's going to kill me, but she's got it. <clears throat> thank you. Yes and amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> so here we are. We're stepping into this new glory, and we're receiving this new wine. I'm telling you, things change from this moment. 
understand that this is a prophetic word that from this day, from this marking, we're stepping into some of the greatest days of rest and freedom that we've ever experienced here locally in this house and everything from this moment starts to shift and change. So I just ask us to, what was the thing about the new wineskin? That it's pliable for expansion. So let's be pliable and just hear the word of Yahweh together. Amen. Thank you guys so much for who you are to this house. Bless you guys. I love you. Yeah, let's pray. Lift your hands. Abba, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this marked time, and we do not take this lightly. This is not just some name change. This is not running from anything or running away from. This is what you're doing in this house, and this is just us once again saying yes. I thank you for a stable tribe. I thank you for men and women with a backbone. I thank you for men and women that are willing to let your Holy Spirit be like the wind in this house and let us just be the sails that it hits across. I just thank you. I ask that you bless this people. Bless them with such rest. Let their nights be perfect. Let them sleep deeper. Let healing come to their bodies and to their minds and let them prosper in all that they do. Thank you, Abba. Thank you for the ability to lead this people and thank you that you've chosen us for such a time as this. Declare this in the nature of your son, Yeshua. Amen. I love you. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.